0: We're located in the market media building it's located at 203 east college avenue sweet c in divine texas plus if you need to get any other information from the church you can do all of this at our church website at calvarydivine.org that's calvarydivine.org here's today's teaching good all right welcome to calvary divine uh we'll let the kids kind of sneak out of here it's probably the most kids we've ever had so praise god We have room for them. In the other place, we didn't have room for them, so praise God for that. And yeah, all It's an awesome thing. We didn't know when we got that room, and there's more classrooms, actually, uh, that we got to work on, so um, work day. We're going to be tearing up those other two classrooms on the 19th on Saturday morning, and what's really cool about that is um, First Baptist, uh, I was going to say Calvary, First Baptist Divine, Pastor Dan. Grace Calvary Chapel and us are gonna demo those two rooms uh, and Dan's actually gonna be bringing the word Uh, I've heard him teach before he's a really great teacher they're going through the Bible verse by verse through uh, a one-year Bible they provided Bibles for everybody in the church and so they're uh, doing a one-year Bible uh, teaching which is pretty cool and then they're gonna their men's group is gonna come hang out with us and so just have that date in mind so I'm looking at Matt because yeah, we need young backs. <laughs> All us old guys, we know we need young backs to do the demo that needs to be done. Uh, tonight, we're really blessed because we we had Miss Wendy here uh, a couple weeks ago. And then y'all keep her in prayer because she's still in flux about her flying. Uh, and and really be praying for Yuri, uh, because he's right on the border of Russia, and, and they just need prayer. Um, and, and so keep them in prayer. But we have, we're blessed because Oscar and Miss Liz are here uh, today. Oscar Gallegos is our other missionary that we uh, support uh, as a church uh, and, and Calvary Chapel, Ido Puerto, and he'll talk about that. Uh, Oscar, and it's, it's a blessing because everybody got to meet, not just Oscar and Liz, but they got to meet Mike and Karina and Edom and Amber because each of these families have sown so much into the petite family. Uh, and has blessed us uh, because we got five kids and they understand what it's like to to have kids and going through things and ministering to them and you know shaking some of them when they need to and all but they've been such a blessing to us and our family and uh, especially for uh, Oscar and and Mike they were such a a huge part of my discipleship um, and and just always encouraging to us and so he stepped out and planted the church and left a beautiful family uh, home here in Texas as he went to Mexico to plant the church. And God has done some amazing things in Ido Puerto, Mexico. And uh, he's going to come up and share some of that. He's going to bring us the word. And so, uh, Oscar, why don't you come on up and you your time to teach, buddy. Thank you.
1: Well, hello, everyone. It's a blessing indeed uh being here with you all um at this point i uh I'm very sure that you that you all know my name uh, my wife's name elizabeth um and uh, I'm very sure that you guys have been praying for us i don't know for how long. But uh, I do thank you for that, and, uh, and basically, I, 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 I believe that if things are functioning in Mexico, in part it's because of you, your prayers, you know, you're blessing us with your prayers constantly. Uh, so um, I'm going to um, tell you a little bit of how uh, this, all this started, you know, the thing about Mexico. Um, between, I believe bet- more or less between twenty thirteen and twenty nineteen, uh, Pastor Hector was the pastor of uh, Guanajuato, the uh, church of uh, I mean Guanajuato, Chapel, Guanajuato, and then uh, and then Mike and my daughter they uh, like to they had been very very involved in uh, missions, uh, and then um, and so I remember like twenty fourteen, you know they invited us to. To come out, I mean, to come with them to Mexico, I never thought of it, and uh, you know, and uh, so, so I said okay, and uh, so we left, and uh, and we were there for the first time. It was a blessing to be able to teach over there at uh, Hector's Church in <coughs> in um, and then so we saw people coming to faith to the faith in Christ, and then so, and then the next year we did the same thing. So we uh, kept on going on a yearly basis to uh, help out uh, Pastor Hector over there in um, in Guanajuato. And then, uh, but what happened is that in the process of time, uh, there was a, a little group. I think uh, r- between fifteen, twenty. I think fifteen people back then that they would come from Mirapuato in a van. Yeah, they just uh, jump in a van and they'll come from Mirapuato to Guanajuato that's about 45 minutes away from city to city and then so um, but then Pastor Hector uh, thought that it would be a good idea to have Bible studies in in Irapuato you know so these people could stay there they don't have to come to uh, to be traveling to Guanajuato and so forth so they did that for some time and, uh, and then in the meantime we kept on going and uh, so now, to make the story short, um, in 2017, uh, we went uh, almost at the end of the year to uh, to rent, a, to look for a place to rent, you know. And uh, so then we went, uh, came back, packed our things and left, you know, went to Irapuato. So we've been there ever since. And um, we've been there yeah, ever since. And the Lord has done great things over there. And... Um, in the very beginning it was more like uh around 20 25 people when we moved uh, there to take over the ministry and in um i believe uh less than 2 years later the 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 the, the congregation grew uh, kind of uh, tripled the size and so so what happened also after that is that uh, you know how the COVID-19 hit us, and uh, that sets us back a little bit and so forth. And then uh, about eight months went by, and uh, the church suffered a little bit. And uh, But as we went back and having our normal services, then uh, people began to, to show up again. And uh, so right now, we're about the same amount, like between 70, 80 people. And so the Lord has really blessed the ministry. And so... Uh, where are we now as a congregation? Um, we are, in the present time, we are having a school of ministry. It is a course of 16 months, and uh, we are more than halfway. God willing, we will finish, you know, uh, more like November, October, November. We'll be finishing, and so that's a great thing. So please pray for, for the group, because one thing is to start something, and a different thing is to finish what we start and so pray that the lord you know uh, encourage these guys and uh, they keep faithful in attending the you know the um, the school of ministry and uh, we we also um began to have uh, the you know what we call the marriage and family counseling and we're doing once a month uh, we started doing this uh, studying this uh, march the first sunday of uh, march and so we'll, we'll be doing that in a monthly basis you know the very first sunday of every month we'll be doing counseling you know family and marriage counseling and there's someone who's uh, taking care of this ministry over there and so and so this past sunday was the first meeting that we had i mean that they had over there and then so we had uh, about 10 families as i got in touch with them over there so to see what happened, how how did it go? You know, the first meeting they told me about ten families, and that's that's a great news for for me. You know, to see that uh, good response. And then, uh, in the same at the same time, um, we um, started a kind of Sunday school. You know, like um, second, uh, third, and fourth Sunday of every month, uh, we are going to be having this uh, Sunday school. We're doing it more like uh, an hour before the main service starts. And so um, so things are moving w- very well. Thank God for that. That's what's going on over there so far. And uh, let's see. Yeah, that's about it. And so I thank you, first of all, for keeping us in prayer and for helping us in every way you desire. Um, but today I want to talk about the promise I want to talk about the promise of the Lord the the promise of his return and uh I ask you to op- op- open your bibles open your bibles uh in John 14 and um we'll be uh studying the f- the first six verses um but before we read I want to say that as we continue to face uh you know, chaos in this world, uh, we need to learn how to be still and trust the Lord. Trust that he, that he'll, He's going to come back just as, as He said He would. And, uh, we need to stay focused in Him, uh, focused in that promise that he, he made to His disciples, and that, that's, that promise is for all of us that He went to prepare a place for His church uh, I don't know if you've ever heard the uh, sayings around here, perhaps, you know, when we had the, when we had the, the, the COVID-19 and, uh, and every, every, everyone worry and uh, a lot of stuff going on around the world. Uh, you know, you had a lot of loss of uh, businesses, people dying, and uh, there, was, there was so much fear going on. And then so I used to hear things like, I mean, we don't know where, we don't know how we're going to end the year the year 2021 and so we see the year is over we began 2022 and now you know forget about COVID now it's something different now it's the the war going on in Ukraine and uh, in Russia and and so there's going to be always uh, something that goes on and we just got to remember that we're living in the last days and we just got to keep our eyes focused on Jesus no matter what happens you know, that, that we may not alarm ourselves. You know, Lord Jesus said that these things will come to pass and uh, we need to focus, focus in him. Um, <clears throat> we need to remember the words of Samuel, First Samuel seven twelve. 12. Uh, he said, thus far, the Lord has helped us and, and we can say the very same thing. We, got, we stepped into this year. The year is still um, young and uh, there's mu- so much that we can do. Allow the Lord to do in your life and through your life. And so as we have entered this year, we see that uh, things are not, are not any, any better. Uh, <clears throat> no one knows indeed, uh, w- you know, how this will continue worldwide. But one thing we're certain is that Jesus is coming back. And we must be ready. We've got we to be ready, you know, with him. We've got to, you know, make sure that we're ready. From John 13.33, and this is before we enter reading the main uh, passage. But John John 13.33, before uh, Jesus' arrest, uh, he began to tell his uh, disciples uh, more openly about his departure and told them that he would be with them just a little longer, but then after, after a little while, they'll be looking for him. Obviously, Jesus... By then, by then he was, you know, gonna be crucified, and uh, he was gonna be dead, and you know, crucified, and and, um, and so the disciples would be looking for him, and but he says, you know, he told them that you could not c- that they could not come with him, you know, back then, and in John thirteen thirty six, Peter said to Jesus, Lord, where are you going? Then the Lord Jesus said, Where I'm going, you can't follow me now. But you shall follow me afterwards. So the disciples were not supposed to be disturbed when Jesus would be arrested and all that happened to him. They needed to um, have faith in him and, you know, uh, be strong in the Lord. So I please ask you to, you know, stand up and we're going to read this, this, uh, you know, paragraph, John. 14, one through 6 <coughs> and it says in uh, verse uh, one do not let your hearts be troubled you believe in God believe also in me my father's house has many rooms. If that were not so, would I have told you that I'm going to prepare a place for you? And if I go and prepare a place for you, I will come back and take you with me, that you also be where I am. You know the way and the place where I'm going. Thomas said to him, Lord, we don't know where you're going. So how can we know the way? Verse 6, Jesus answered, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father except through me. Let's pray. Father, we thank you. Thank you, Lord, for, for Jesus Christ, for his promise that he would go and prepare a place, not just for his disciples, but for the church. And uh, Lord Jesus, we thank you for you promise that you would come back again. And uh, we pray that you continue to help us keep our minds set, our eyes open, our eyes focus in you, Lord Jesus, for your return is closer than ever. And uh, help us tonight to understand these things, Lord God, and uh, to, in reality, Live lives, uh, Lord God, uh, without fear, Lord God, in the midst of uh, these times of trouble, Father God. We pray these things in Jesus' name. Amen. May be see that. I have titled this, this teaching tonight, uh, The Promise of his, of his Return. And we'll see it in two parts. Uh, number one, part number one, Jesus promised prepare a place for his disciples, verses 1 to 3, and uh, part 2, Jesus is the way, verses 4 to 6. So um, I want to start by saying that if there's any reason for hope, it is this very promise that Jesus made to his disciples and uh, in and in, in in view of of his of this promise um we uh need to be always um at peace remembering that this life is is you know we're just passing by here we are so temporal as it is you know the problems and uh, difficulties that you know we all go through in this life so everything is indeed temporal and and therefore our lives must be focused that he is coming back and that we will be with him one day very soon we don't know how soon that is going to be but we need to learn to live life one day at a time and face the issues uh one day at a time and just know that he's coming back that he is coming very soon Let's see, verse one says, Do not let your hearts be troubled. You believe in God, believe also in me. And uh why would the disciples be troubled? Or when do we normally get, you know, you know, troubled in our hearts whenever we go through difficult issues? And one of the things that I I, I think is the most troubling is is when you when we are facing, you know, sickness or when we are at, at a point of death, or when let's say uh, we haven't gone through that yet, you know, and hopefully we we won't. But uh, you know, being persecuted, you know, being persecuted is a very, is a very diff- difficult part because it has to do with our lives, you know, with, you know, we don't want to die, like. If you ask us, you know, people around you, hey, do you want to die? You know, I assure you that most of them will say, no, I don't want to die because we're not ready for that yet. And so when it comes to when our, when our lives are in danger, you know, we, we can be very fearful. And so, and so um, what happens here is that uh, Jesus was going to be arrested. Soon he was going to be arrested he was going to be beaten, uh, crucified, and all that. And the disi- his disciples uh, were going to be uh, uh, shocked emotionally and disturbed spiritually. And, uh, and so Jesus, n- Jesus being God, and he knows us you know, all, you know, from inside out. He knew that these guys were going to, you know, they, they were going to run away from their, you know, for their lives. And uh, he knew that Peter was going to deny him, you know, because they were going to try to escape for their lives. They would be afraid and and trouble in their hearts. Something that I I, I quite understand is that uh, when we are, you know, afraid or or, uh, very, very afraid, we can't think straight. You know, we make uh, wrong moves, wrong decisions when we, are, when we are fearful. And so we need to ask the Lord to give us, uh, uh, you know, um, self-control when we are going through issues. or when we are facing even danger, that the Lord gives us uh, self-control and, and, and give us, you know, gives us wisdom. But he knew that the disciples were not going to, um, they were not going to handle well the uh, that very moment that you know when it happened that jesus got got arrested he knew that they would run away so if, if we can imagine uh, jesus had been uh walking with them for about three years eating with them or they were eat, eat with jesus hear his teachings see everything that jesus did you know his miracles and, uh, and then all of a sudden they would be left alone in a sense you know they were not seeing they w- they wouldn't see the lord jesus anymore and uh as much as they would want to go with him they couldn't come you know and so it was a uh, it was a very difficult moment that he was going to go through they needed to trust the lord and perhaps we you know each and every each and every one of us perhaps have gone through you know some difficulties and we've been afraid and uh I, 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 I say that because of ourselves. We sometimes have been afraid, and, uh, and uh, we don't make good decisions when that happens, when we are afraid, you know. And so we need to trust the Lord. The Lord, and the, the Lord Jesus said, you believe in God, believe also in me. This is like saying, uh, you trust God, trust also in me. The question is, you know, how do we do that? We might, you know, understand very well the phrases. Okay, trust me. Okay, okay I'm going to trust you. But in reality, in real life, you know, how does trusting the Lord, you know, looks like in, in real life, in real practice? How does that, you know, comes about? You know, sometimes we might say, okay, I go to church on Sundays. And I try to be faithful and on Wednesdays. I'm there. As a matter of fact, I read the Bible. And, uh, and I pray regularly. And uh, try to obey the Lord. And I'm trusting God. And so I, I, I think that's very, very important. Very good. We must keep doing that. What you're doing. Because that's actually what will prepare your heart when trouble comes. If you guys remember Peter. Peter at a certain occasion, a, a, you know, he, um, I don't exactly remember if it was Peter or, and John, but um, they were suppos- supposed to be praying when Jesus went further away, you know, like a little short distance, as he was praying when the time of uh, the, his arrest was coming. And, then, uh, and they were asleep, right? They were sleeping the first time and the second time. They were asleep, and then Jesus told them, "Hey, you guys are asleep, and uh, you cannot even pray one hour with me." You know, it says, "Prepares, you know, pray so that uh, so that you don't, you know, you don't uh, be, you are not tempted when trouble comes." And so, praying, coming to church is very important. Reading your scriptures is very important. Um, obeying the scr- obeying the scriptures is very important. You know, because that is really what prepares us for the time to come you know, to handle it better, you know. The more you do those things, the better you will be prepared to face trials and tribulations. That sometimes we might think, and uh, we might think, well, this is, I'm not going to go through that. But we we could, we, we can, you know, the things, the way things look, you know, nowadays, it is possible that we can face, you know, difficult, very, very difficult times you know, in in our lifetime. And so we need to prepare ourselves. Because one way or another, we all go through difficulties. Um, and so we need to be prepared. So going to church, uh, plus praying and uh, doing our best to obey the Lord, again, uh, will prepare us for the trials to come. Trusting the Lord uh, is to be still... In difficult times and exercise self control, the disciples did the opposite of that. You know? For instance, when Jesus was arrested, his disciples showed how much they trusted him by what they did. What did they do? In Matthew twenty six, fifty-six, the second part, it says that they ran away. Peter said, Lord, I, I'm ready to die w- w- with you. You know, I'm ready to die with you. And what did he do? He denied the Lord. He denied him. I want us to go to, open your Bibles, Matthew 26, verses 69. 26. sixty nine it says now Peter was sitting out in the courtyard and a servant girl came to him. he also were with him with Jesus of Galilee she said, but he denied it denied it before them all I don't know i nah, i I don't, I don't know. What you're talking about, he, he said. Verse 71. Then he went out to the gateway where another servant girl saw him and said to the people there, This fellow was with Jesus of Nazareth. He denied it again with an oath. I don't know the man. Verse 73. After a little while... Those standing there went up to Peter and said, Surely you are one of them. Your accent gives you way. Then he began to call curses in. He swore to them, I do not know that man. Immediately a rooster crawled. Then Peter remembered that the words of Jesus had spoken before the rooster crows. You will disown me three times, and he went outside and wept bitterly. You know what made a difference between uh, Peter crying bitterly and um, and Judas Iscariot is that Judas, even though he had the chance to repent, he went and hung out himself, but Peter cried out, and and, and I believe for what we see further ahead that he really repented you know in a but it's interesting how not, not, not being praying you know kind of not being praying not being faithful in that area uh, it put the disciples in a position of running away being afraid making the wrong decision being pushed by their emotions to uh, you know to do what they, they were not supposed to You know, so we need to, you know, pray constantly. Believing in God and believing in Jesus is to be still in times of chaos when the world around us is falling apart. It is to know that whatever happens around you, God will protect you because you belong to him. And then he will not let you go through difficulties greater than what you can handle. I really believe that, you know, that God is with us all the time. And that, he, and that God knows. God, God controls the universe. And, and God also controls the, uh, all, the, all the chaos that is, that, you know, but develop in this world one way or another, God is in control and He knows that all this is going to happen. And that's the reason why, you know, He says in uh, Matthew 24, He, he, he affirms that uh, there's going to be wars and rumors of wars and tribulations and all that. It's, it's part of life. It's part of, it's part of our sinfulness of mankind. And so, um, but he, He's not going to let you go through something that you can't handle okay he will protect you uh if you go with me uh to first uh, corinthians 10:13 paul talks to the church and said uh, no temptation has overtaken you except what is common to mankind and god is faithful and he will not let you be tempted beyond what you can bear but when you are tempted, he will also provide a way a way out so that you can endure it so that you can endure it you know for for the most part um I think that you know that uh we all have a past actually we all we all had issues in life we all had um some kind of you know uh, sin that uh that uh, we got used to it and, uh, and uh, we many times are still struggling. And, uh, and sometimes we've been we, pushed or put ourselves in positions where temptation is at hand. And sometimes it's the enemy is not really the one who causes it. But it's just that we have an issue in us. And that, that becomes a stumbling block for us to be faithful to God. And sometimes the enemy will actually, you know, uh, I believe that he will uh, do certain things to put you in a position where you can disobey God, the Lord God, or the world, you know. But, but regardless of what it is, I, I also believe that that, uh, that the Lord God, whatever trial we're going through, Whether it is the enemy or whatever, number one, I believe it is to show us where our faith is, how strong we are in Him, how strong we are in the Lord. And then, so if we didn't pass the test, uh, He will let you know, hey, you didn't pass the test. You know, you you were fearful, or you failed in this. And then, um, and then we keep working at, you know, working at, and He'll make us stronger. And then, uh, and then also when the enemy uh, puts us into a certain, you know, temptation so, so we can fall, so we can discredit God and faith and all that. Well, God does not allow us to, to be, uh, he, he does not allow, you know, um, uh, tribulations or temptations to be greater than we can handle. So the Lord turns things around, you know, and uh, he turns us into something for our benefit as well. You know, you know he, he turns us something, you know, so that we can grow in our faith in him. He will do that because He says that he will not give us something or allow something greater that we can handle or for our own destruction. God will not do that but he will give us the exit he will he says he will not let you be tempted more or beyond what you can bear but but when you are tempted he will also provide a way out so that you can endure it i believe that the lord you know uh, will give us the tools he has given us the tools already but He will continue to give us the tools to, you know, so that uh, temptations that we go through, it will not affect us. It will not affect our relationship with God, and we'll keep on growing. Perhaps 2021 was a very difficult for, difficult time, difficult year for, for some of you, and and, and the Lord protected you. Perhaps uh, you know you went through some temptation. But you didn't go beyond that. The Lord protected you. You know, and uh, whatever might happen in, within this year, the Lord will continue to protect you. And I believe that very strongly because we are His. Now we have entered this, this year and uh, perhaps uh, you're already facing new challenges And the way things are going around the world, we just don't know how 2022 will end. But we know that Jesus is in control and his plans have not changed. His plans continue going. We go to verse 2 now. uh, John 14, verse 2. It says, My father's house uh, has many rooms. The KJV uh, says mansions. My father's house has many mansions. If that were not so, would I have told you that I am going to prepare a place for you? So, question about these mansions. Where are these mansions at? Where are these mansions? These mansions are in the very presence of God in the third heaven. As Paul saw it in, in the vision he had in 2 Corinthians 12, verses two and, th- and four. When we go there, 2 uh, Corinthians 12, two and four. In this few verses, uh, Paul's talking about, uh, uh, he's not talking about, well, he's, he's speaking about himself, but he, he uses like a, a second person uh, that he had this vision, but in reality it was Paul, even though he, he, he kind of put somebody else so that he doesn't boast about these things. And he says, I must go on, on boasting, although there is nothing to be gained, I will go on to visions and revelations from the Lord. I know a man in Christ who 14 years ago was caught up to the third heaven. Whether it was in the body or out of the body, I do not know. God knows and I know that this man, whether in the body or apart from the body, I do not know, but God knows what's got up into paradise and heard expressions or inexpressible things that no one is permitted uh, to tell. What those heavenly mansions are like. We can also go to Revelations 21. Verses 2 and 3. We read, um, I saw the holy city, the new Jerusalem, coming down out of heaven from God, prepared uh, as a bride, beautiful, dressed for her husband. And I heard a loud voice from the throne saying, For the old order of things have passed away. In uh, verses 9 through 11. One of the seven angels who had the seven bowls full of seven last plagues. Came and said to me, come I will show you the bride. The wife of the Lamb. And uh, he carried me away in the spirit to a mountain great and high and showed me the holy city, Jerusalem, coming down from heaven from God. It shone with the glory, it shone with the glory of God and its brilliance was like that of a very precious jewel, like a jasper, clear as crystal." And a little more. Verses 23 through 27. Then the city does not need the sun, of the sun or the moon to shine on it. For the glory of God gives its light and the lamp is its lamp. The nations will walk by its light and the kings of the earth will bring their splendor into it. On no day will its gates ever be shut, for there will be no night m- m- there. The glory and uh, in honor of the nations will be brought into it. Nothing impure will ever enter it, nor will anyone who does what is shameful or the but only those whose names are written in the Lamb's book of life. So these are the mansions that that Jesus went to prepare for for his children, for the church. And promised to to take us with him. To spend with him eternity. You know, be with him and the, the question for us is are we ready okay. and if we are ready meaning that we have believed the lord jesus christ we we've got to keep on you know in the power of his holy spirit continue to be ready continue to be ready you know um, always eating the bread of life you know the word of god praying constantly in doing everything we can and God does his, that, that we will do his part that he will protect us and when trouble comes we'll be we will be in better standing than if we don't do those things you know and let's go to verse 3 It says and if i go and prepare a place for you i will come back and take you to be with me that you also may be where I am. So this is God's desire and plan that He, the main reason that He, being God, became a man. Okay? And lived a perfect life in our place and uh, in that He did all what He did and uh, died for us on the cross so that we, you know, by faith in Him have this eternal life that He has offered us. And so, um, but this, this is his plan. And so whatever we see going on right now in the world, you know, whenever you face whatever issues you face or you will be facing, um, his plan has not, has not changed. It's still the same. E- eternity is coming. E- eternity is at hand. Amen. And uh, Jesus is in reality in control of everything. Now, the words of verse three, uh, I don't believe they speak of the second coming of Christ, rather the rapture of the church. We know that Jesus is coming soon, but before his coming, we have the great tribulation. But this is actually speaking of the rapture of the church. The church will be picked up, you know, at at a time that we don't know. We don't know when. And that is the very reason why we must be ready. And so we're not supposed to worry about the situations of this world. I believe that we need to be informed. Yeah, that's, that's good to be informed of, uh, you know, whatever's going on uh, in Europe, and whatever other country, Middle East, whatever. But with the purpose of, you know, n- knowing more or less where we are and also so we can pray. Because there are so many believers you know, that are being put to death in you know in these places, you know Christians are being hated, and so we do need to be aware of what's going on so that we can be praying for these for these believers, but Jesus is coming he's gonna pick up his church very soon that we don't know when that's a good thing uh, you know we but we need to be ready, according to second Thessalonians. Four thirteen through eighteen, um, but it says also that the three b the second part of uh, verse three says that you may be where I am. So the place that Jesus has gone to prepare for us, into where He's going to take us to is the New Jerusalem. The New Jerusalem in the very presence of God. That's where life is going to be perfect. Life is going to be perfect in the new city. But in the meantime, uh, we go through a, lot of, a lot, lot, lot of stuff, a lot of difficulties. In in uh, in, um, in in this is guarantee that that we're going to go through, you know, through hard times. You know, some uh, teachers or preachers are saying out there that if you that if you're a child of God, you don't have to suffer any. You don't have to. You have to be. You you, you need to be rich. As a matter of fact, if you're broke, you know you may be in sin, or you don't have no faith. You have no faith. Uh, if you uh, if if you if you don't heal with uh, you know from an infirmity. Is that, uh, you know, you don't even believe in God. And uh, man, it's, it's just messed up what they teach out there. But in reality, Jesus said that we will not have tribulations. We will go through tribulations. It's guaranteed. It's guaranteed. Not guaranteed that we're going to be free of trouble. But it's guaranteed that we will have tribulation. But it's also guaranteed that we have eternal life. You know, one thing and the other are true. That, yes, you will go th- through tribulations. But you will have eternal life, and so we don't want to go through any any stuff that will hurt us, you know. And uh, but it will happen, you know, sooner or later. John uh, sixteen thirty three. I read, I have told you these things so that in me you may have peace. In this world you will have trouble. You will have tribulations is guaranteed. And the same thing we can we can uh, put together with this verse Matthew 24 and other verses that tribulation is guaranteed, but he says take heart, I have overcome the world. And he's the one who helped us overcome the world. He's the one who helps us, helps us overcome fear. And and how do, how, do, how do how do we overcome fear again? You pray, you read his word and uh and you will be in a better standing when, tro- when trial comes. You know your way; you'll be in a better standing. But in, uh, in the second part, the verses uh, four through six, we read that Jesus is the way and the truth and the life. He is the way. Jesus is the way. He says, verse four: "You know the way. The it, it. You know the way to the place where I'm going." And so to have access to these mansions or to these rooms, i rather call it mansion. Mansions, my mansion. You know, uh, a room is just, uh, it doesn't sound too good to me. (laughs) But a mansion, you know, that's what God has gone to prepare for us. Something that no eyes have seen or ears heard what God has prepared for us. It's just so amazing. We just don't know how amazing it is. Paul was amazed to hear things that he heard um, but to have access to into these uh, mansions you gotta know the way you must know the way but that's not enough you also must enter th- through it you must enter through it just having the information about it is not enough. It's not enough. And this is where actually things get very complicated for for I guess most of humanity. It gets very very complicated. They might have the right information they they know about the way. As a matter of fact, I must say that uh, there are some there are some people that they go to university to universities, and they get very highly educated, but not for the sake of you know they seeking salvation. It's not that they're seeking the Lord, but it's more like they want to know more and more and more to to fight against Christianity. To fight against God. To try to embarrass the church. And, uh, and th- the fact is, uh, you know, it's not enough just to know, to know about the way. They're not willing to enter the way. It is, it is too hard. And as, as a matter of fact, it's not only hard, it is, it is, I believe, it is impossible. It is impossible for somebody who does not you know who is not a, a born again be able to enter. We must be born again. They would rather enter the road of you know life, you know, where the the gate is wide open and uh, and the roads are very wide, you know, it's like that's where everybody's going. They wanna go that you know, in there because life is easier. Matthew seven thirteen says, Enter through the narrow gates, for wide is the gate and broad is the road that leads to destruction. That's the way, that's the road they choose. That's what they like. They enjoy life. And many enter through it. Verse 14 but small is the gate and narrow the road that leads to life. It's narrow. So it's not. It's not easy. O- o- only few go in that or enter in that road. Only few finds it. So the the reasons why only uh, or the reasons yeah the reasons why only few finds it or enter the road, it is because in the narrow road you humble yourself. You have to humble yourself. You can't continue to be the prideful person that you were before you came to Christ and call yourself a Christian and uh, continue to be prideful. That you must die. That's the part that must die. Or when you enter the narrow road, uh, you, you know, sometimes we actually we were born with an uh, attitude of you know, everybody have to serve me, right? I want to be served. But when we are believers, the Lord teaches us that we become servants, that we must serve, and He gives us the examp He's he, he gives us the example and He sets the example. If you remember when He uh, when Jesus washes the feet of the dis- His disciples. And then Peter didn't want to be he 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 didn't want to be included. He says, "No, Lord, you don't want you're not going to wash my feet." And Jesus said, "Hey, you don't want me to I, I don't wash your feet, you don't come with me. You don't go to heaven." And what did he say? What what Peter answer? "Lord, wash me over completely." You know, and, um but the Lord told them very clearly there that that they were serving that he was serving them and so they should do the same to one another so when we come to faith in Christ um, not only we humble ourselves but we serve others we serve others another one is that uh, we always like to be the first in line right whether we go to McDonald's or anywhere else we want to be the first ones And if the line is too long, we kind of, not only here, but in Mexico as well. (laughs) It's like we want to be the first ones. And sometimes the problem is that over there, we don't even make lines. It's a bunch of people, you know, just bunched together like, hey, come on, let's go. We want to be first. We, We know that as believers, we learn to be the last one. Everyone else the first one, especially the pastors. We try to be example to the to the flock but but actually um the most complicated part is that um you know the whole worldwide want to live i think i I mentioned in, in the beginning you ask here and there and uh, you want to die how how long you want to live? No one wants to talk about death, no one wants to die, I'm talking about physically, but spiritually um in order for us to live, we must die. And that's where pride goes, whew, out the door. That's where everything goes, out the door. We, we are newborn, new creatures, new creation, I should say. You know? And so, to live, we must die, and that's what the world is not willing to do. They're not willing to do that part. So it's not enough. We see that it's not enough to know about the way or have the right information about the way. It's not enough. They'll be amazed uh, how many people out there know about, about God, about Jesus Christ, and but they're not willing to, you know, to surrender to Him. Having all the information is not enough. We must enter through it or in it. And again, if you have placed your, your faith in Christ alone, you are in good standing for the grace of God. You have entered the narrow road, and I pray that you, you know, keep in it until the end. You persevere. We need, must persevere, and this is something that we do on a daily basis. Verse 5 says, Thomas said to him, to Jesus, Lord, we don't know where you're going. I believe Thomas needed a little more information. We don't know where we're going. And sometimes it happens to us as well. We need to receive a little more information. So we, we are well informed to decide correctly. He says, uh, so how we can know the way? I mean, we don't know the way. You ask us to know you know the way, but we don't know it. Jesus answered in verse six, "I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father except through me, except through me. So in other words uh, have um, to have entrance to eternal to the eternal man- mansions that Jesus has gone to prepare for us we have to know the way and we have to enter through it and, he, and Jesus said that I'm the way I'm the way unfortunately there are many trying to, trying to make uh, different roads different paths to heaven I have heard sayings like oh yeah there are so many different ways to get to Rome you know don't tell me that to go to heaven is only Jesus it's crazy how people think jesus said, I'm the way, the truth and the life many are trying to make make their own path you know uh, to heaven some are trying uh, the or making this path to heaven uh by um by good deeds well I do a lot of good stuff you know i Yes, I'm, I'm, not, I'm not a good person, that good of a person, but I'm not that bad either. I mean, I don't, you know, I, I don't... Or I do this, or I help out, you know, whenever I can. I do a lot of good stuff. And I believe that whatever I do bad, it's much less than the goods I do. And, uh, but Jesus didn't say that there are many, many roads to heaven he's the only one you know he's the way to heaven you know some people have told me that out uh, when the you know hey, no nobody has died and so nobody in re in, rea- in reality knows you know how's it gonna be like you know when it's time to go ahead to, to enter heaven and they believe that that uh, somebody's gonna be waiting for them up there and And they're going to be weighing, okay, let me see how much good you did. Okay, come on in. You know, you got it. You know, and and if that was the case, then... If that was the case, then in vain Jesus died, right? Because we can just try to be good and then we go to heaven. But that's that's not the way to go to heaven. Some will try the path of religion... But that's not it either. Jesus said, I am the truth and the life. No one comes to the Father except through me. And so again, if you have placed your faith and trust in Jesus Christ, you know, you you are in good standing by the grace of God in Jesus Christ. And so now you need to persevere. We all need to persevere until the end. And uh, how do we persevere? How do we persevere in our faith in Christ? Um, Paul tells the um, church of Colossians. uh, Chapter 3, verse 1. It says, since then you have been raised with Christ. Set your hearts. Set your hearts on things above. So, in other words, it's like you know you have where where are your interests you have a lot of stuff that you are so interested down here on earth is this earth earthly stuff where you take priorities or is your priorities in heaven or is Jesus your priority where Christ is seated at the right hand of God verse 2 set your mind on things above not on earthly things. And this reminds me of the rich man. Um, this guy, this rich man, um, he was interested on going to heaven. He was very interested. And I think a lot of people are interested in going to heaven. But, but they don't really want to do what's been required. Uh, he said, Lord, you know, what, do I, what can I do to go to heaven? Well, he, Jesus said to him, you know, you know the commandments? And he answered, yes, I know. I, I practiced them since I was a child. I practiced the commandments. And so the Lord Jesus said, okay, um, sell everything you have and then follow me. What did he do? I'm pretty sure you guys know that, right? The answer. You know, he turned around and left because he had so many riches. So where was his mindset? He was, his mind was set on things down here, not on things above. And so we need to make sure that our priorities, our priorities are in the Lord. Okay? Our priorities. In verse 3, he says, uh, For you died, and your life is now hidden with Christ in God. Verse 4. When Christ, who is your life, appears, then you also will appear with him in glory. Philippians 4:1 Therefore, my brothers and sisters, you who love and long for my joy and my crown in the Lord, in this way, dear friends, so we persevere by keeping our eyes focused in Jesus Christ. And lastly, you persevere by being faithful until the end. You know, we're not faithful just today, or this month, or this year. We persevere every day and being faithful year by year. I have known people that, uh, that they came like, uh, you know, they were so in fire in the very beginning. They even want to tell everyone that they knew about the Lord. You know, that this guy, oh, yeah, I'm a Christian, I'm, I'm a believer, I found Jesus, and they go and tell everyone. But these guys that I know, that, that I knew before, you know, soon enough, after several months, you don't see them, you know, they were not seen anymore. You know, we're not actually believers for, for one week, one year, two years, but we need to persevere, you know, year by year regardless of how the world looks like what you know what's going on in our world we got to persevere and the one who will continually help us in perseverance persevering is the power of the holy spirit philippians 3:13 we read brothers and sisters i do not consider myself yet to have been to have uh, taken hold of it but one thing i do forgetting what is behind straining towards what's ahead verse 14 i press on towards the goal to win the prize for which god has called me heavenwards in christ jesus so we forget about you know our our sins yesterday's yesterday whatever disobedience from yesterday We just leave that behind and uh, confess it to the Lord and keep on going. Keep on moving forward. Okay. Joshua 1, 9 also we read, Have I not commanded you? Be strong and courageous. Do not be afraid. Do not be discouraged for the Lord your God will be with you wherever you go. Okay. So we, we went to Mexico and now he's there with us. And wherever you go, whatever he chooses you to be, in and, and his election, he elects you to go and take responsibility. wherever you go, he will be there with you. But you need to trust him. So let us be faithful this year. One of, the, one of my advices to the congregation in Mexico is I, I tell them constantly uh, that, uh, well, in the beginning of the year, I tell them it is important to start well and to finish well, but we have to work in order for us to finish well, we have to cooperate with the Holy Spirit. We have to, you know, work with Him. Let Him work with you. And so, and so we progress. And then uh, we finish our year and we must finish the year better than the way we started. But imagine we, it happens many times that we start bad badly. We have the opportunity to, you know, to get better and you know, and, and to start walking straight in the process of time, but I think it's, it's best to start good and to finish well. So it's my prayer for each of you that persevere in Him. Okay, Trials will come. Be faithful. Be faithful, trust in the Lord. Be strong in Him. And uh, and again, uh, it's not that I, I'm trying to be pe- pessimistic, but we live in a world that is going to end. It's the reality. You know, we can't preach the opposite. We can't preach, oh yeah, you're going to have your life here. That's, that's, that's a lie. You're going to have troubles here. We're all going to have troubles here. But God's plan still stands. And he's going he's to carry us through. Through this life. Let's pray. Dear Heavenly Father. We thank you again this. Evening Lord God for. For allowing us to be here Father God. And uh, teach your word Father God. We thank you for. The trials. And tribulations of this life. Lord, um, you said it. It's a guarantee, Lord, that uh, that we will have all these situations, Lord. And when we humanly uh, think of all this, what's going on? We think that everything uh, is out of hand, of, is out of the hand of God. That something escaped, or that God is not in control. Father, but you are in control. And it's only when we read the Bible that when, well, that we know that what is going on is, is real and it's, it's just going in the right direction. In the direction that you said that it, it, this world would go before the rapture of the church and before the end times, Lord. And so it's not pretty what's going on but uh, but you will keep your church you will keep us, Lord God, from the evil one. And I pray tonight, Lord God, that you help the church here, Lord God. Focus in the Lord Jesus Christ. Father, that you keep them focused. Lord, that um, when trouble comes, that they will not fear. That, we'll, that they will have faith. Father, I pray that, um, that in the process of their lives that they will stay faithful. And I know, Father, that faithfulness, is faithfulness and strength and, and all that, Lord God, is in, in and in actually even um, uh, being bold and all that, Lord God, is nothing of our own. It is something that you give to us, Lord God, when we need it. Lord, and so I pray that that you help this congregation to be, uh, to be faithful to you. And, uh, and I pray that you guard their hearts, that you strengthen their lives. We pray that you continue to bring those who need to be here, that you continue to, to save the Lord, the, the unregenerate, Lord God, and to strengthen the church, not only here, but everywhere, Lord God, whatever we preach and teach your word, Lord God, worldwide. And we thank you for the times that we live. Thank you. In Jesus' name we pray. Calvary. Amen.
0: Remember, if you need to get more information on the church, you can do that at CalvaryDivine.org. God bless.